This is Diapers and Disciples, episode 27. On Diapers and Disciples, we're talking about living out the Great Commission as a mom. I'm Amber O'Hearn, and today's chat is with Ashley Zahorian. Ashley is a working, homeschooling mama of three and co-founder of The Mass Box, a subscription box service that helps your kids prepare for church every Sunday with crafts, activities, webisode, and magazines with readings and discussion questions, all to help your kids and you have less meltdowns and more meaningful Sundays. Friends, I just think this box is genius, and if you're anything like me, wrangling our kids in the pews, you're going to love this episode as Ashley provides some advice and encouragement for having more meaningful and peaceful Sundays. Thanks for listening in. Here's my chat with Ashley. Hi, Ashley. Thanks so much for joining me today. Hi, Amber. Thanks for having me on. I am really excited and really blessed to be speaking with you, and I'm really grateful for you as well because you just helped me through some technical aspects <laughs> <laughs> of our recording, which was awesome. So you do you have a background in, um, did I read like video production or... Yeah, my uh, my undergrad is in music and media studies, and my master's is in directing. And then I, I've worked in the film and television industry for over ten years. Okay, excellent. <laughs> so <laughs> that's great. I love it. Um, so maybe what you can do is we can start off, and you can just give us a glimpse of what your life looks like right now. Sure. I, I thought that was a really funny question when you emailed it to me in advance because we have a very crazy life in my family. Um, We have three kids uh, who are six, four, and two. My husband and I run two businesses. Um, I work in in film and television, um, and we homeschool. Um, And one of those businesses is a subscription company, which we had no idea all the logistics that would go into it. Um, So we have a very different life every day. Mondays and Wednesdays, the kids are with me most of the time, um, and we do a combination of homeschooling at home, and then we go to the Y for uh, homeschool PE, and I get some time to do some research um, while exercising on a a script I'm developing for a documentary, um, and then pick the boys up from stay and play, and my daughter, who's six, up from homeschool PE, um, and we go home and have lunch, and the two-year-old takes a nap and I do schoolwork with the older two. Um, Then on Tuesdays and Thursdays, they do um, homeschool supplement classes. um, And I go to the office at the same time as my husband. My daughter has a two-hour break in her schedule. So I go pick her up. We film um, with her because she's part of one of our projects that I'm sure we'll talk about more later. Yeah. Um, I take her back to school, pick up the boys, then pick her up, um, sometimes go back to the Y on the way home and then head home. Um, then on Fridays, my husband is home with the kids all day and I'm at the office all day. Um, so it's it's quite a mix. Right. That's incredible because I um, I can imagine it took you a while to get to that point of figuring out the work-family-life balance. Or do you feel like you're still figuring it out or are you kind of in a groove now? I feel like every uh, everyone is always figuring that out in America. Yeah. <laughs> um, it'd be nice if we had it. Um, it. It's amazing what God has put in our lives to be able to to do what we do without having 
the homeschool support groups we have here, um, and my husband and I both running our own businesses so that we have flexibility, we wouldn't be able to do it. But if God calls you to do something, he gives you a way to do it, even though it's crazy. And the one time my husband had to fill in for me before I put my calendar fully on Google Calendar, he got really confused at where to be when. Um, <laughs> But um, he fixed it. We have a, a shared Google Calendar for all the kids' pick-up and drop-off times, and now we're good to go. Um, but it, it's a juggle. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. So speaking of God calling you to big things, <laughs> he, you have developed uh, this subscription box service called the Mass Box. Is it a tag team with you and your husband? Kind of. Um, it definitely started that way, but as our, our business has developed, he really is mostly um, in front of the camera. He's um, basically it started because we needed our daughter to be better um, engaged at church. She really struggled um, with even just sitting still, let alone getting anything out of church. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was a very hands-on kid um, who also loved YouTube videos. So we noticed that if she watched, like, Crafty Carol from Cool School on YouTube, she'd want to make <laughs> those crafts. Um, and we would go, that's a great idea, but we don't have that obscure craft supply right now, maybe later. Um, so we saw that if we found crafts that had to do with the readings for church and did those with her before church, everything went better. Um, And then it trickled down to our younger kids who at the time, well, our younger kid at the time who was only two. Um, So it started with my husband and I really working on it together to develop the idea that if we had that problem, other people might too. Um, But as it's developed, we now have a team of about 20 people who work on putting it together Um, and even – my role is a little bit different than when it started, that mostly I deal with um, filming the episodes of the show because we have a, a companion show that goes with it um, and picking out what we do. We're kind of overseeing it. We have somebody who does the initial research um, and marketing. And then my husband really gets handed a sheet, just like any parent would, that says, this is the craft we're doing. This is how you do it with your daughter. <laughs> Except you're going to have a microphone on and there are five cameras pointing at you. Okay, let's craft. <laughs> yes, I. Um, it's a brilliant idea. And I had a chance to try it out with my daughter who I was amazed because she's almost four. So I, I thought maybe she's still a little young for this, but let's give it a try. And we did um, the craft with uh, Peter's mother-in-law. So I guess maybe a little background, maybe I should have you explain this, but the box comes every month and it has crafts, readings, activities for each of the Sunday mass readings and holy days. Is that correct? Right. So we we try to help kids engage every way we possibly can, um, since our goal for kids at church is not, you know, just to sit silently and not disrupt others, but to engage with God and develop a relationship with God and get to know him through the Bible. Um, So we hit all the different ways we could think of to try to help kids engage. So they get the box that comes with all the materials to make a craft that we've picked that goes along with the readings for um, any church that's on a liturgical schedule. So Catholic, Lutheran, Anglican, um, many Methodists, any of those churches that follow the liturgical schedule. So about um, 
80% of Christian faiths other than uh, non-denominational follow that liturgical schedule, so it matches those readings. Um, so there's a, a, a video to watch that's a three- to five-minute webisode um, that's my daughter and husband making the craft and talking about the readings. Um, so it helps if you're not crafty or if your kid just gets really inspired by YouTube shows and then badgers <laughs> you to do what they saw. Um, and then the the magazine, um, and we're actually switching this month. Um, so March is our first month with individual magazines for every um, Sunday and Holy Day instead of oh, one big magazine. Great. Um, and so that has the readings, so you don't have to, as much as we would love people to pull their Bibles out and find the reading and be able to see more context, when you're doing crafts with your kids and there's glue involved or anything else, <laughs> it's just nice to have them right there. Um, and it's easier for the kids. And then we've got discussion questions that go along with, you know, how do you break down some of these readings for a four-year-old? Um, so we've done that brainstorming of questions to ask your kids and then hints of what the answers are. Um, a couple of other activities sprinkled in of like some very basic word searches and crosswords, um, coloring sheet that has to do with the reading and a activity page that we completely copied highlights for style, um, but all the activities, so it's like, you know, find the differences, um, find the hidden objects, those kind of activities, but they all have to do with the readings. Um, so by the time you've done this stuff with your kid and then they can take the magazine with them to church and have the readings with them and the activities too, um, they are so much more engaged. Um, and the great side effect is, of course, we're more engaged as parents because we're actually reading the Bible before we go to church and hear it. Yes, I love it. It's it's brilliant. And um, as I had mentioned uh, before, I wasn't sure my four-year-old would um, be at the point where she could uh, quite understand it or kind of get on board with it. But she did great. I mean, the craft, we watched the video, which was excellent because as I was, I'm one of those people that's not very crafty. <laughs> and um, we, it was so helpful to watch the video and my daughter was engaged in the video and she was excited about her craft that she had done and wanted to show, you know, dad and grandma and grandpa. <laughs> and um, she was able to answer some of the questions as I was asking. Um, you know, about the reading and, and about what she remembered, which was amazing. And uh, something I especially loved about it is that uh, the craft, it kind of has everything included. So at home, I have like a craft box that just has a random assortment of papers and glues and stickers and kid scissors and all sorts of things. Um, but even if you don't have all that, you know, I mean, the craft came with like little glue dots that we could use. And um, I just love, <laughs> I love that you're not rushing to the store to go pick up everything that you need in order to do this craft or even the research that it takes to figure out, okay, how can we do a craft to match the readings for mass this week? Um, yeah. So I, so I love that. So I'm, I'm really grateful for you guys <laughs> for, for, do, for doing this and putting in the hard work for us. Thank you. We uh, Yeah, we've got, like I said, it's expanded. We have, other than um, our packing team, um, we've got almost 20 people who work on the development of all of those materials to kind of, you know, spread out the work and get more brainstorming in. But yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a shortcut for parents. 
That's could do awesome. all the same stuff at home without it, but it's a big shortcut for all of us who don't have time. Yes. Yes, that's exactly right. I love that. So I wanted to ask you because um, I'm not sure for everyone listening what it looks like when they bring their kids to a church service or mass with their family. But for us, uh, it looks a little chaotic usually. <laughs> <laughs> we do like to sit in the front pew. We have we have two kids, uh, an almost four-year-old, almost two-year-old. Um, we like to sit in the front so they can uh, see what's going on throughout the mass. They can, you know, smell the incense, see the candles. Um, we usually bring some like Bible coloring books or Jesus board books. And my four-year-old really does pretty well, but my two-year-old, um, it's a little bit more of a challenge. Mm-hmm. And we usually end up spending some of our mass time, you know, in the back. So I was wondering, I wanted to ask you, do you have any strategies for kids at mass and maybe what does it look like for kids of different ages? Sure. Um, It's something I actually give talks about often because there's so many things that go into a successful church experience for kids. Um, One of the things I always like to remember is, you know, they're... They may be challenging, but they're baptized. We've given them the sacramental grace to be there, and they have a right to be there. Well, they don't have an obligation until seven um, in the Catholic Church. Um, they still have a right as children of God to be present at Mass. And sometimes I have to remind myself that over <laughs> and over, that, yes, it's good that they're here. And that, you know, just like if you go on a, a first date with someone, you don't know everything about them yet. You're getting to to know them. You're asking questions. You're making noise. If not, you're probably checked out on your phone um, or other you know distractions and not paying attention, and that doesn't go very well. And our kids are in that learning curve, just like they are with everything in life. Um, we don't expect our kids to go from not reading to reading Shakespeare. We take baby steps. Um, so that's the first thing to remember. It's just that's great. It's baby steps and they they do have a right to be there. If they absolutely can't handle it, they don't have an obligation to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but we should make every effort for our kids to to be present. And we don't know what they're what they're absorbing, even if it's not apparent. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. Our kids, especially the younger two and four year old, will act like they're not paying attention at all. Um, And then they'll tell us something later. Um, (laughs) Relatively recently, we had an outdoor mass um, at a um, day of revival um, on a military base that we helped organize. And the kids were running around. They were really not participating in mass. They were running back and forth to a sand pile and then running over to the picnic shelter where we were having mass. And I was thinking, this is horrible. My four-year-old is getting nothing out of this. And the (laughs) homily um, that Father John gave was about how everything we have is really God's. And so we're not giving up of our own when we give to God, but we're giving back part Mm. of God's. This was about four months ago, and my four-year-old still goes, it's not yours, it's God's about everything. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's great. Um, so just so I like to start with that encouragement that we don't know what they're getting, even if it doesn't seem like anything is sinking in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then on the practical of also helping our kids to get there, um, practice at home is huge. Before we ever get to Mass, preparing our kids for Mass starts, you know, in the last mass, in 
everything building up. One of the biggest things that's helped our kids um, is just working on general behavior. If a kid is never expected to sit still uh, without an electronic device or, you know, direct personalized entertainment, um, and then we expect them to sit still for an hour where everything is communal, it doesn't matter what's going on. It's going to be very difficult for that child. Um, so starting with five minutes of quiet time at the table and then a reward, you know, and then building up slowly to get closer to that hour um, is a huge help. And then talking about the principles of why do we go to mass? This isn't an obligation. It's not that we go to church because we have to punch some card. It's because we love Jesus. And Jesus has invited us to see him at church and to get to hear his word and receive him into our lives. And this is awesome. And the more we have that attitude with our kids and the more we, you know, authentically have it ourselves, the more we all get out of mass. Mm. Um, it's not how do we survive this hour, but even when we don't feel like getting up, God wants us there. Even in our, you know, laziness sometimes or our screaming or that our sippy cup fell or that, you know, somebody's diaper's dirty again. Um, <laughs> or look at that mud pile on the way to the car that, you know, you're finally in church clothes and you had to stomp in it. God still wants us. Um, so that's some of the kind of the, the global stuff. But then the more we do the specific mass prep of preparing our kids for the different parts of church, um, and then, of course, the readings they're going to hear, which is why we started the mass box, um, helps so much so that kids are engaged. And the side effect is usually better behavior because they're engaged. I never thought two years ago that our four-year-old at the time, Claire, um, would get anything out of mass. It was really like a last-ditch effort to start the mass box of we need to do something because our daughter is crazy. Um, now she is fantastic at mass. Um, she's paying attention. She's engaged. She has questions, which we let her know quietly. Let's talk about those after church. Um, and after mass, we do really make an effort to to stay and walk as close as we can without going in the sanctuary to answer her questions about specific things and where things happened and um, and help her understand. Yeah. Um, our two-year-old, <laughs> we're also in that same boat with him where he's just, he's still at the crazy age um, and has trouble getting anything out of anything. But it's really that practice of the slow times at home for him. And then we do at mass have a lot of times when somebody is just holding him in the back. Um, we never let him get down and run around. So he's not rewarded for misbehaving to get to go play. Um, we found that that's really instrumental because as soon as we put him down once, um, then he sees, aha, all I have to do is scream at mass and I get to go play with the plants and run around in circles in the back. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Okay. That's great. So, um, just where do you think that age changes where, you know, it's not so much, sometimes we just have to take them to the back and hold them, but they're actually able, you are in, more encouraging of them, you know, let's sit in the pew. And I mean, at what age do you think that starts at? I think it's different for every child. And the more that they 
start in the pews and are only taken out when necessary, the sooner it comes that they're really paying attention. Um, we found around three years old, um, for Dominic, our middle child, he started really engaging a little bit more. Um, Joseph, our two-year-old now, I'm doubtful it'll be until four years old. Um, Claret was really around five years old that we stopped having to take her out for times of um, misbehavior. Um, but the key was that, you know, not rewarding misbehavior with a treat of, oh, I get to get out of church. Um, but, you know, it's sit in the corner if, you know, obviously at five years old, it wasn't beheld. Right. Um, but it was you're going to stare in the corner in the commons. It's not a shortcut to get to go play with a device mm-hmm. um, or to run around and play with the other kids who are running around and not paying attention during mass. Um, but especially if you see, you know, families with lots of kids, the more the younger kids see the older kids modeling good behavior, the shorter that time usually lasts. Hmm. That's good. And, you know, that's encouraging to hear that it's at different ages because, <laughs> because I can imagine for, well, for myself and for women listening, uh, other moms listening, um, that, you know, you start to feel a little discouraged, but um, it's really, you know, your patience and your dedication to, um, you know, just keep trying, keep bringing them back to mass. And eventually that does come. I wanted to ask you a little bit about engaging your kids in liturgical life outside of mass? What does that look like for you guys at home? Um, For us, in many ways, it really does involve the mass box in much the same way it would for anyone who subscribes to it. Um, The only difference for our kids is they do the crafts twice, once a few months early of whoever was in the episode, and then at home either the week before or um, Sunday before mass, where we read over the readings, And we do the craft and discuss it um, and do that preparation, which takes anywhere from 15 to 30 or 40 minutes. Honestly, our daughter, if there's coloring involved, it can take two hours. We use (laughs) a lot of time lapse in the show um, whenever there's coloring because she's an obsessive colorer. Um, But that really helps a lot. And then we talk with them about liturgical seasons. the different parts of the mass. And that's something that we're working on integrating more in the mass box too. We really focus on the readings right now. Um, And then just a life of prayer um, that we do, you know, pray before meals and we pray before bed at night. um, And we pray when we see an ambulance go by. um, And that prayer is a part of life. And we talk about you know, what order do we care about things? It's always God first, then family, then others, then things. Um, so bring, keeping that at the forefront. Another thing that really helps is talking about how mass affects our lives. Um, my husband and I um, could easily become the critical people of pretty much any mass we attend between my background in music. Um, and he was an altar server and was considering seminary. And, and there are always things we can pick apart. Um, but that's that's not talking about how mass engages. We don't want to criticize um, what happened at mass, but talking about how did that homily affect me? What was God speaking to me? Um, 
how does this affect our family? You know, our four-year-old going, everything is God's. Um, Yes, you're right, Dominic. Let's talk about that more Um, so that it's not just we went to mass and then we left. Now let's go get donuts. Um, But that mass affects every part of our lives and that we're fed through our relationship with God. And it's not a one-time Sunday occurrence. Mm. That helps a lot to engage kids in the liturgical world. Yeah, that's great. Um, As you were talking, I wanted to ask you about, um, in a sense, working with your children, (laughs) because your kids help with the mass box, right? (laughs) And working with your husband (laughs) as well. It's like a family, um, you know, a a family effort. In a lot of ways, what what has that been like for you, and how have your kids responded to that? Um, they love it. It's really funny when um, <laughs> when we go places and somebody goes to my six year old. Oh, you should do a YouTube how to video on whatever she was just showing them, and she goes, "Oh, I already do. You should watch my show at themassbox.com." Um, <laughs> and these adults have no idea how to respond because. They just, you know, what is this six-year-old saying? Yes, I have um, my own YouTube channel. Um, yeah. And she's sweet. not a – so she does love that. Sometimes it gets um, – we really can't record more than two episodes in a day, um, which is a bit of a change for me coming from, you know, full-scale production where I'm used to a 12-hour day as standard and you roll through everything uh, because it's faster that way. Uh, but we really do have to space things out, and we usually shoot one episode, no more than two. Um, my four-year-old is getting really excited to film more. Um, he wants to get in front of the camera and do the crafts. Um, so it's good for them um, to be a part of it and to see. They like that they help people. Um, Claire especially really likes it when somebody says something like, oh, yeah, I saw that. That helped me understand something. And she's like, wow, I helped that kid. Um, So that helps her to get more engaged in the mass, too, to see she's part of something. Um, Working with my husband is great. I don't really see a life where we wouldn't work together. Mm. Um, We really just, even if we're not... um, in the same room, we're very in sync. And um, in our office, you know, if we're just doing office work, we usually migrate to each other's offices. I actually don't have a formal office space in our office. I just take my laptop and migrate to either the studio or the editing bay or my husband's office and sit with him if I'm just doing kind of paperwork stuff. Mm. Um, so it's really nice to have that family connection and for them to see this as a family effort. That's great. And do you record, you mentioned a studio, and I know the video, it looks like, you know, you're at a, it could be a table in a home. Mm-hmm. Is it in your home or you have a No. Set? Okay. It is in a studio. We did film at first in our home and it was just between kids and gear and lights. Um, <laughs> that gets complicated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then we film other things. So the moving things back and forth. Um, and we actually... We film now with just uh, me and my husband and my daughter. I don't have a bigger crew than that. Um, so it's we kind of have to have everything just set for us to walk in. Um, she tended to try to show off if there were other people in the room mm-hmm. um, by misbehaving. Um, so we keep it very minimal on the production end so that it's it's just Claire and Mommy and Daddy. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Uh, one of the most rewarding things, I think, for me is every now and then um, we have to film an episode without Daddy, and it's just Claire and Dominic. Um, so Claire is teaching Dominic how to do the crafts, and it's really great to see that, that our six-year-old is is jumping in to teach him. And, of course, I'm I'm feeding her, you know, what was in the gospel because she can't read that well yet. Yeah. Um, but she's learned so much through teaching her younger brother, yeah. and he loves doing it. And it's really funny to look at their different um, crafting styles. <laughs> um, <laughs> Of a four-year-old and a six-year-old where everything she does has to be precise. Um, and everything he does is, oh, I'll just, you know, draw my hand, cut it out. Ah, good enough. Four fingers, five <laughs> fingers. Um, okay, I'm done. Um, and she's a little bit more particular about her craft. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute. That's really sweet. Oh, I love that. That's that's so neat to be able to see your kids um just take on that role of being a big brother, or big sister. I've really enjoyed that, seeing, seeing that in my daughter as well. So that's neat. Um, yeah. Can I ask you a little bit about, and I'm sorry to put you on the spot here, uh, the documentary you're working on? Um, sure. Um, Father Canna La Mesa is the preacher to the papal household. Um, which is a position a lot of people don't even know exists. It's existed since 1555, where there is uh, one priest appointed um, to preach sermons to the Pope um, on all Fridays in Lent and um, Advent. Um, so kind of the only person officially charged with preaching to the Pope. Um, traditionally, that role has changed hands every two to five years. Father Canela Mesa has been in the role since 1980. So wow. he's been the preacher to the popes for Pope St. John Paul II, Pope Benedict, and now Pope Francis. Um, so, and he is still in the role now. Um, I met him in 2014. He and I both spoke at a conference in Virginia Beach. Um, and I asked him about doing a documentary on his life. And apparently a lot of people have said, have asked him that before, um, but he's never been comfortable saying yes. But he said yes. Um, so I went to Rome last year and um, spent a couple days with him interviewing him um, and some people in his community and in his life. Um, and now we're doing other interviews um, with other people and putting together reenactments about some of the pivotal points in his life and ministry. Wow, that's fascinating. That's going to be excellent. When does that come out? Or is it just kind of in the early stages? We're still funding it. So the, oh. the more people donate for it, the sooner it will be out. Great. Wait, um, where can where can people find out about that? Um, com. Okay, great. I'll put that in the show notes because I think yeah. people would be interested in it. I think that's a really interesting yeah. um, documentary. So very neat. Um so, Ashley, what would you say is your favorite part of your home and why? <laughs> I thought about that, and uh, our home is a complete disaster right now. We all just had the flu. Oh, um, so right yeah. now, no part of my home is my favorite part of my home. <laughs> um, the flu no. has just been terrible this year. It's uh, it's scary. Yeah, everyone but my daughter got it, and she normally has the most energy of all of us. So we're all collapsed, just resting, and she's running around 
wanting to, you know, do activities and play. Right. Anyway, so our, our house is pretty much trashed right now. My husband and kids are actually trying to surprise mommy by cleaning it up before I get home. Oh. Um, <laughs> which would be an awesome surprise. That's sweet. Um, but, I yeah, honestly, my home is not my happy place. I'm an extrovert. Hmm. Um, so even when it's not a mess, I really prefer to be outside in nature and with people. Um so I would love to say I have a favorite part of my home, but I really don't. Interesting. That's so interesting you would say that. And a few people have said that I've interviewed that their favorite part of their home is actually outside, either in the garden or in their backyard. Or So it's interesting. I wonder if you, you're onto something there with like an introvert-extrovert difference. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to go back through and listen and see <laughs> who is said outside. That's really interesting. Um, so what are you loving recently? Um, as I've been, well, I've been really loving, uh, what we found with the YMCA. We just joined, um, in January and being able to have some time to, um, exercise and actually do some reading and prayer and focus has been really great. Um, I've been reading through some of Canela Mesa's work, um, during that time and something he said really struck me when people ask him, aren't you intimidated by preaching to the popes? And um, he preached to the, the Church of England, including um, Queen Elizabeth II uh, last year. Mm. And all of these things he does, isn't he intimidated? And he just said, no, I'm preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm. I'd be scared if I was preaching Father Cantilamesa, Mesa, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's excellent. Um, so that's something that has really been marinating with me. We live our life um, on the edge in a lot of ways with all of the ministry we're involved in um, and having to, to trust in God that uh, being basically ministry-based businesses, that somehow the bills will get paid um, and that our family will have food to eat and the electricity will stay on. Um, and some, I, I mean... I could work in secular reality TV and bring home over 100000 a year easily, um, but that's not what God called me to do. Um, but having that um, confidence of I'm not putting Ashley out there, I'm putting the gospel out there, and that's what I'm called to do. This is okay. This is what I need to do. Um, that's been resonating with me a lot lately. Oh, I love that. That's a beautiful message. And then um, my last question for you is, do you have any mom hacks to share or something that's making your life a little easier right now? Um, honestly, the biggest mom hack right now has been subscriptions. Um, mm. uh, our kids got a few other subscription boxes for science kits for Christmas, and those have been great for our homeschool science class time. Oh, neat. Um, what are some I of your favorites? Uh, we've got the Green Kid box uh, for Claire and then Koala Crate for Dominic, who's four. Um, so it's kind of a mix of art and science and okay. doing between what we have with the mass box and then those, you know, whenever we have some kind of family downtime, we'll pull out some activity. And again, it's nice just having it all ready to go in a little package like all of the subscription boxes do. Mm -hmm. um, so that's been a great mom hack of having that ready to go as long as we remember to keep the boxes out of reach of the two-year-old, um, <laughs> which is a very critical point. Um, that's been a great one. Um, and then like Amazon subscribe and save and just automating anything we can. 
We have so many decisions we have to make every day. Every bit of automation has helped. Like we started doing meal plans where, you know what, for not having the stress of thinking about what we're going to eat tonight, yes, we will eat the same thing week after week on these same nights mm-hmm. um, because it's just a lot less stressful. I gave myself a uniform um, of jeans and a polo shirt uh, to wear on weekdays because it's easier than thinking about what I'm going to wear. So just any automation possible. Yeah, that's great. I think that really does make a difference when you know what you're going to wear that day, what you're going to be making for dinner that day, and it's Mm -hmm. just less mental energy that you have to put towards, you know, simpler decisions. I think that's a great mom hack. Love it. (laughs) So Ashley, if listeners want to find more about the the mass box and um, maybe ways that they can connect or uh, find out more about yeah, just how, how to subscribe. What's the best way to do that? Sure. Um, if you go to www.themassbox.com, you do need the in there. Um, then all of the information about the boxes there, we have subscriptions um, in all different shapes and sizes uh, for all of our different families, from just the magazines to one craft a month in the magazines to a one-kid kit up to a four-kid kit, because um, there's so many people who have multiple kids in that age range. Right. Um, and then it jumps up to a 10-child pack for schools and churches and um, co-ops. Um, so those are different options. Um, we do have a coupon right now um, for people who listen to this podcast of Diapers 15. So that's 15% off site-wide. Um, we also have just an email list you can join on the website to get the um, webisodes emailed to you every week. Um, and, of course, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, Twitter. It's all the mass box, so we're easy to find. Awesome. That sounds great. And thank you for the coupon code as well. That, Absolutely. That'll be great. Well, thank you so much for being on, Ashley. This has been such a joy chatting with you. Yeah. Oh, I did um, forget one thing. This is, this oh, is sure. new Go for it. and super exciting. Um, last summer, we started uh, a relationship with the people who make Superbook, which is an awesome Bible-based animation. Um, high-quality 3D animations with uh, kids in the modern era who travel back in time to the Bible, interact, go back and apply to their lives. Really good stuff. Um, And we just this month finalized that we'll be including um, a DVD uh, in every mass box that's from Superbook. So there'll be about a half-hour-long episode um, included in Massbox now, themed to that month's readings. Um, most of the time, Old Testament is probably what we'll be drawing from since our crafts are mostly on the gospel readings. Um, mm-hmm. But there'll also be a DVD now of a Bible animation to help get engaged in the Bible more fully. Oh, that'll be great. I, lo- I love that. My, um, my family and I were watching, I wonder, maybe this was two, Len- two Easter's ago, but um, we were watching the, I'm trying to remember now what, what the story was, but it was animation of, I think it was the road to Emmaus and the episode we were watching it, you know, mostly for my daughter and it brought my husband and I to (laughs) tears (laughs) because when you see something sometimes through the eyes of a child in just like a simple way, the gospel, the gospel message, um, it just moves you. So I think. I think that's awesome. What a great partnership. 
Yeah, we're excited. It's been a few months in the making, and now uh, March will be the first month that has those DVDs in, and that will have switched to um, the weekly missiles, basically, with the help of their printing house. Um, So we're excited. Oh, that's great. Good to hear that. So, well, wonderful. Thanks again for being on, and let me go ahead and close this in a prayer. That'd be great. Lord God, thank you for this day. Thank you for our families, for our church communities, for liturgies that allow us to encounter you, God. Pray during this time of Lent um, that you would draw us closer to you and to your sacred heart. Help us to know you and encounter you in a deeper way through our sacrifices this Lent that in a small way help us unite ourselves to your great sacrifice, Jesus. And Lord, we pray all this in your holy name. Amen. Hi, friends. Thanks for listening in today. Links to everything we talked about in today's episode, including the MassBox website and coupon code, can be found in the show notes of today's episode at diapersanddisciples.com. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at diapersanddisciples. Until next time, I'm praying for you all, especially this Lent, in our nightly family rosary. If you have any specific intentions, I'd love to pray for you. You can send them my way at diapersanddisciples.com contact. God bless.